Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Cows and Canoes. My name is Brandon. And here's Nick. And then we have a special guest, also known as Nick. No, uh, he's known as also Nick. Also, also Nick. Nick. The other Nick. Or, or Nick too. Or also Chocolate Thunder. Or Chocolate Thunder. I white, like it. White chocolate. Right, right. Thunder. Cocoa butter. Mm. <laughs> almond bark. Al- almond bark. That's what I'm going to start calling him, Almond bark. His name is Almond bark. <laughs> oh. Chocolate Thunder. Well, Almond bark, but it's fine. It's fine. Either way. That's much better than being called Nick the Dick for most of my adult life. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least you got listen. Nick the Dick. I got Nicholas Dickless. So, I mean, I'd take Nick the Dick. Nikolai Dickless. called you Turtle Nick for the longest time. Well, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a small circle. <laughs> a small what? Small circle. Um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so almond bark. Um. <laughs> so t- <laughs> best opening ever. I know, right? Oh so, what did that. you? Uh, what What was your uh, very first career, dude? Um, first job. Job is better. Yeah, that's a. Uh, so the first uh, job where I was employed by someone else, where you got paid, not your parents. Yeah. Uh. Employed by someone else is the easiest way to do it. I've always worked. Okay. So when I was a kid, I washed cars in my neighborhood. Right. And then we moved here, and then I did a whole lot of nothing. Fair enough. And I've always worked. I didn't do anything. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> um, well, you know, 14 years old, you play a lot of video games, that it's kind fair. of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I got into ag class, and then I got hired to pick up sticks at a pecan farm. <laughs> All right. I do not care how broke I am, yeah. how homeless I am. I will be getting butt fucked by a meth head in a ditch before I do that again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that was horrible. Just picking up sticks. Yes. Okay, so I guess you're gonna have to back up a step on this one because, like, I thought you were going to the like I'd rather get butt fucked than not work, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But you'd rather get butt fucked than pick up sticks. I like that doesn't make any sense. So why was it such a terrible job? It's it really wasn't that bad, but. The idea, or do you just, just enjoy butt sex with hobos? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I've always Swing! always been a fan of butt stuff. Uh, heard that, but no, it was just awful. It's monotonous work. You don't think while you do it. You spend all day just bending mm-hmm. over and standing up, and bending over and standing up, and bending over and standing up. Fair There's enough. A little and, bad guy, that would that yeah, would yeah. suck. I'd rather take. 15 minutes of penetration <laughs> right for eight and a half hours i mean it, I'm, I, yeah yeah it's not even super labor intensive you're not carrying heavy well, things depends on how top heavy you are for me that's right. very labor intensive. right exactly and it's <laughs> not in like the m- most enjoyable climate ever it's yeah, oklahoma, it's oklahoma in the yeah. fall so it's either 100 degrees outside or it's 10 degrees outside did you're you ever wrong. did you ever accidentally grab a nope rope no no, no rope. That, <laughs> snake. Yeah. No, for those of you that aren't from Oklahoma, yeah, that's a, that, that's a snake. Yeah. Yep. For those in India, we actually have more <laughs> listeners in India than we do we in the United States right now. Don't ask me how. I don't fucking know. Yeah, we had more listens in India than we did here in the States for this last week. That so, is uh, spectacular. Yeah. No, I love like, it. I'm not like, a little what? bit, like over 100. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Like, I'll take it, though. What up, my Indian peoples? Hey, leave a comment. Yeah, right? Let us know how it is over there in New Delhi. Oklahoma needs better takeout. Come here. (laughs) That's actually not true. There's actually some pretty good Indian. We got some pretty good. Oh, yeah. That happened. Uh, This guy came over from Arkansas. He's got a place called uh, Tandoori Guys. Yeah. Yeah, It's right there off uh, Yale. And and there's one off of Lewis. Lewis, that's it. Yeah. It's oh, like, I know what I'm doing. Like seventy first, right? Yeah, sixty seventh and Lewis. It was yeah. right. That's yeah, how we yeah. found out about it because I was at Victory, and so I drive by it every day. You're like I'm gonna try this. There, yeah. Went in there one day. It was it was legit. Right. Well, that's dope. Yeah. So um, picking up sticks. How long did you do it for? Out of curiosity, uh, a day. Wow. You were yeah. like, "Fuck this! I'm out." One eight hour period, and that's then epic. after we got done picking up sticks, we had to filter all the pecans out of. This big bag that had tiny little sticks that we all missed. And I was like, hey, dude, pay me. I'm going to go get my mom a Christmas present, which is the whole reason I got this job. And I'm never coming back. Right. Yeah. Heard that. So it's under the table then or what? Uh, Yeah. You just pay me cash. Straight cash. There you go. Have you ever quit a job within the first shift of working? Uh, No, not in the first shift. I've quit uh, pretty quickly, like after a couple days, but I've never done first shift. Yeah. Yeah, Mine was lunch. Damn. I, uh... I got talked into trying manual labor, mm. uh, slinging mud for a stonemason. 
he was building, I think it was the Carl's Jr. on 145th and uh, 71st out there by Walmart. And, right. Uh, anyway, so we're on like 30-foot scaffolding, and I've got a shovel full of mud, which is what they call the stuff you set the brick yeah, yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And I go to take a step, and one of the boards bows on me, and I just look down at the death that is impending. You're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And somehow the board doesn't snap because I mean, I'm a hefty dude. Let's see. I was 19 at the time. I was probably 275. So, I mean, yeah. and I got wet concrete, Extra stuff on wet top concrete of it, yeah. in my hand with a shovel walking over Fuck. these boards like two by fours, man. And so it bows on me and I was like, I steadied myself and I made it through to lunch and then I went to lunch and then I just like couldn't go back. Like I You're didn't, like, I didn't call this. the dude. I, I no? just, I just completely bitched You're like, out. Yeah. I'm just not even yeah, getting I'm the like, check out. We're of this. just going to pretend like this never happened. <laughs> That's the thing that I do not do. So yeah. What yeah. bitch out? Uh, I will 100% bitch out on heights. Yeah. I, I don't like it at all. Heard that. Man. It's so rough. you picked up sticks ish. And then ish. what'd you do for the next, next job? Uh, I got hired on working at Mazio's Pizza in Skytech. Hey, all right, all right. I washed dishes there for about a year. Oh, so you were there for a hot yeah. minute. Yeah. And that's a dine-in location, am I correct? Yeah, so you guys is. had buffets on certain nights. Mm-hmm. How much fun was that? Um, Miserable. Not. I, I managed would rather do that. Yeah, I remember. Luckily, we didn't have a dine-in, so ah, I, I, got drive to, only? I got to miss the buffet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we... Uh, I don't know. That one wasn't as bad. I would I would much rather scrub dishes yep. than get butt fucked by a method. <laughs> yeah. Well, in like a pizza place isn't as bad on dishes as some places. Like I used to work uh, at Goldie's back in the day. That was my first job, um, and it was washing dishes pickle and busting tables. Well, the pickle bar is a thing. And Goldie's then, like Corral. No, Goldie's like Burger Bar. That's Golden Corral. Goldie's. You never been Goldie's? Goldie's literally burger, on Eighty Sixth Street next to Taco Bell. It's shut up. The fuck You've is never, wrong with you? Okay, so Goldie's is a hamburger. How long joint. have you lived in Owasso total? Well, not even fourteen Owasso, years. Just the, the fuck is wrong with you? The Tulsa metro area. So you know where uh, Rico's Barbershop is? Yeah. Duffy's. Yeah. Then the building that's next to them—that's Goldie's Patio Bar and Grill. I thought that was that Buddha Weed place. Well, no, that's there's also one of those, but you're keep going. Oh. It's it's its own. It's literally alone. like right between that entire shopping center and Taco Bell. Was yeah. I kid you not? For the entire time that I've lived here, I thought that was a closed down Golden Corral. No, it is open. Um, they're still open. <laughs> they are. They are still open. <laughs> yeah, they actually. The food's not terrible. Um, cool. You know the uh, like whenever I worked there though, I don't know what they do nowadays. It's been years. Uh, they, uh, you know, had like chili and they had like open face burgers and they had all this other stuff. Yeah. So whenever I go there, I get the, I think they call it the angel fire. Yeah. So good. So it's got, it's got a little bit of heat to it, but then they also do a country burger Mm -hmm. where it's just the cream gravy. And they yep. put the cream gravy on the fries, and it's open face. Yeah, like chili burgers. It's legit, dude. Yeah, it's it's solid. Is this it's, one it's of those places food. that has like a chocolate fountain at their buffet? No. Like it's prom. They don't even have a buffet. They have a pickle bar. All you like, they have literally a small buffet with pickles. Yeah, bread and butter, dill, dill spears, spears. Oh. Yeah. yeah, kosher. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the few places that fried pickles do the fried spear. So I do oh. like those. Yeah, but I haven't been there in years. I mean, I need to go back. But uh, no, Goldie's isn't bad. Dude. You can go check it out. The uh, so yeah, so I did that, but like washing dishes there because all that gravy, all that chili, all that other shit. Oh yeah, getting your dishwater. We didn't have uh, we didn't have the the actual setup. We manually washed everything. It's uh, oh, you had like a traditional three sink. That's you didn't it. Have that's a, all we had. You didn't have a, have a hand spray. Yeah. So you literally had to dump water like every twenty minutes. Probably yeah, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Miserable. That's terrible. Yeah. I was spoiled. We had the three sinks and the hand spray. And we had a the actual uh, the washer. Actual washer, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So no, I feel you. Nice. Um, Worst place ever to wash dishes: Applebee's. I did that as well for a bit, not for very long. Only uh, whenever they were short on people, and we were having to, the servers how, were having to take shifts on it. Didn't matter how good your dishwasher was. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it, there was no way to keep. Well, up and there was no room the, for two either, though, because all so the small, small. plates, mm-hmm. every oh, all yeah. the appetizers, there was no way. Yeah. The best place to get food poisoning in Owasso from their shrimp twice is Applebee's. I believe it, yeah. I, I just think you could have left that at food poisoning. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. So let's go uh, a little bit further down. Yeah. What was your actual first like adult big boy job? Uh, the Air Force. 
Well, yeah, the chair force. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to call the bowling alley a real job? No, no, that wasn't a big boy he, job. He was a pin wrecker yeah. at the bowling alley. So I, I know, handled so, a lot of pins and balls uh, in my uh, time. Listen, I'm not surprised. Uh, Air Force. Uh, <laughs> he's no. He's an Navy guy. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. so uh, actually, I do. I, I'm going to ask about the uh, bowling alley. So, like, th- this one here that opened up probably however many years ago. You're talking mm-hmm. about the one here, right? Yeah. So. Um, when you're a pin racker with automatic pin setting, like what the fuck do you really do then? Uh, so do you just really, stand back there I and like, jerk it? Don't lie to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you do a lot of like flipping a switch to make it seem like you're diagnosing the machine, but it runs an error code that feeds to the computer, and uh-huh. then there was a screen that was like, "Oh, there's a pin stuck there," and you're 16 and. You just more, go unstick the pen. Yeah. And, I was more interested in the hot girls that worked at the snack bar than actually working. Fair enough. So I would just go hang out in the back and try to text them as much as I could, and that was a good way to bust 10 minutes. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so doing a uh, bowling alley in general, um, is it as mundane and boring as I expect it to be? Because, like, to me, because there's not enough variety going on in a place like that, like, I don't think that would be a job I could do very long. Whether it be like actually running it, working it, whatever, I it seems like it'd be time. like. Ugh. It was like, well, so I walked out of Mazio's on the Fourth of July. Oh, and then that's I got hired move. at the bowling alley. Two Why days the Fourth of July? What happened? Oh. Other than like, yeah, to work the Fourth of July, I get that. So I was supposed to be doing roll-ups, which is where you do yeah. the dough and you put it in the pans yeah, and all that. Yeah, pre-setting. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that, and they had this girl in there washing dishes, and she like left at nine o'clock, and so I had to do both jobs, mm-hmm. and then all the management staff left to go to a Fourth of July party, and they left this senior in high school kid there. So and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing. I this. was busy doing everything else, not washing dishes. The dishes were piled up on the floor, mm-hmm. and then the guy in charge, I'm like, hey man, I need your help. Will you help me? And he's like, sure, and then he just dips. Uh, so I was like, no, nope, well, me deuces. too. Yeah, see you fuck later. It, I'm out. And this yeah, was at like management. midnight. I'd actually handled half the job, and mm. I was like, oh, he totally dipped out on me, and we're closed. See you later. Yeah. See, that's the thing that kills me with places like those little, you know, mom and pop uh, sized restaurants because mm-hmm. you said Sky Took, so I can't imagine it's a huge Mazios, and it's not. It's probably franchised there. It is. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine, like, working a place like that where people actually, like, just dip out on, like, like, fuck that, guys. You know? That's my entire thing. Like, whenever I was a manager working, you know, restaurants and everything else, um, I will say, hands down, I never left anybody high and dry. Ever. Always oh, finished. Yeah. Always finished portions of the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. You know, where at least you could walk in and be like, well, at least they got that. Yeah. Like, I, oh, like, oh, fuck that, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, so your first big boy job was Air Force. So mm-hmm. um, you obviously went from working everything else and you decided to get in. Why did you join? Out of curiosity, I know why I joined, but why did you join? That's always a, an interesting conversation. It was all I ever wanted to do. Be in the Air Force? Well, be in the military. Okay. Air Force was a second choice. I wanted to be in the Marines and that didn't work out. Why? Out of curiosity? Uh, well, my folks didn't like that idea very much. And Bolt sponges are bad things. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to be. <laughs> I've always had high aspirations for myself. Wait a minute. So you were like, I want to get shot at. Yeah. See, that's what's actually funny about that. Whenever I was joining up, uh, I originally joined up for SWIC as part of the Navy, which mm-hmm. SWIC is Specialized Warfare Combatant Craft Crewman. Yeah. Um, so it's SWCCC. Um, and like, I, I got it. And like, they showed me this video. I scored super high on the ASVAB, all the good stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, you qualified for this. And I'm watching it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this looks fucking awesome. And then I went home and I was like, I'm going to get shot at like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, this is a terrible decision. So then I switched over to Intel. I was like, I didn't want to get shot at like that. Like, I'm fine doing what I got to do. But like, that's literally being the bait. Like, I played yeah. enough Halo in my days to know that you shoot at the warthog, not the guy shooting the gauss cannon. Like, that's not how this works yeah like holy shit i'm gonna die so then yeah i uh switched jobs because of that but you were like i want to be that guy oh i was the exact opposite i think they still had that marine corps recruiting commercial on when i was a kid and mm-hmm. it was where like the knight is fighting the dragon i remember that one that was a good one a marine yeah. yeah and i was like i'm just nerdy enough where dungeons and dragons is my favorite Same. thing in the world yeah no i feel you and so this i'm sold no 100 percent sold so you went to be a dragon slayer. I mean, you're not yes. wrong. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, you signed up, obviously. Well, I mean, uh, out of everybody here who has a dragon on their body. Not it. Uh, just me. I okay. have a B. Well, whose middle name is Drake? 
<laughs> Again, no. okay, like, come oh. on, like, what do you want out of this? <laughs> like, there was some foreshadowing in your life. Wasn't I know, right? That's not your fault. It's your That's, mom. Yeah. Like, come on, get off me. Uh, technically, it's General Hospital, but anyways, oh no, it's on. not. Tell me, it's not. Oh, they couldn't come up. So, mom loved the name Nicholas. Okay, cool. Fell I get in love that. with it. Yada yada yada. Couldn't come up with a middle name. Didn't want to name me Wayne. Everybody else is named Wayne in the family. Wayne. Oh, it's bad. Uh, and my grandma, who is a soap opera buff was mm-hmm. watching General Hospital and she's like well why not Drake because I guess mm-hmm. uh, famous 80s pop star I can't think of his name right now but he played a character on General Hospital sure no idea and his name was Nicholas Drake and that it's so bad like sounding at the same time like it's like perfect for the 80s it really is like yeah. it's like I'm, nowadays you kind of cringe at the idea of nicholas drake but then like as like a whole name oh, um yeah. but in the 80s you're like yeah that dude's fucking cool <laughs> like, that's okay <laughs> so the name i get for my son mm-hmm. is nathaniel right well nathan drake is like a, right the, a the uncharted yeah correct the famous isn't un- that also joey tribbiani's character no but he like plays his Drake, soap Drake Ramore. Drake Ramore, yeah. Dr. Drake Ramore. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So anyways. Tough stuff. Back to Nick. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Almond Bark, did you... Um, <laughs> that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> did you, so, what did you... Uh, what was your... Uh, it's not an MOS in the Air Force. It's a uh, code, right? What do they call yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Honestly, it's been so long, but I remember exactly what it was. Okay. Uh, it's 3PO51. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so what does that actually uh, mean? Though? So five is my um, like education level in the job. Okay. So it's actually 3PO X1, X indicating yeah, yeah. whatever the level, level is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I got it as a 3PO51, which meant that I was an E5. I'd gone through Airman Leadership School to Okay. So what is sergeant. 3PO first other than a Star Wars reference? Uh, I have no idea. What? Honestly. Yeah. See, this is why I like the uh, the Navy so much easier because it's mm, literally yeah. I was an intelligence specialist first class, so I was IS1, intelligence specialist first class. That's how easy. So you're like 3PO51. What is that? Fuck, I don't know. I, I think it stands for police officer cuz that's what that was my job, right? Okay. So uh, what's the 3 then though? I have no idea. All right. So third in in third version third idea of confusing the already like <laughs> least intelligent member of the air force so, so well, they couldn't they couldn't count to five obviously yeah you know four was right out it, well you see here's the thing about the Can't air force though two. you have to understand is that it's not just that but like it, everything is based on golf games so it's all you know negative aspect. so it was so, third par for the job yes you see that makes sense to me for yeah. those guys like sure, yeah it's I a par three that. yeah par three police officer heard yep we yeah. actually to get into the air force you needed a 42 on your asvab to do my job i believe it was a 21 and for the longest time there was no asvab requirement you just go in and do it you could get a waiver so what so out of curiosity then um you did that job for quite some time you're obviously not a dumb dude or anything but why did you decide to do that job specifically because you have to choose before you ever get there what is it that you were like i'm gonna be an air force cop so originally i wanted to be a marine right right thanksgiving day my senior year of high school i enlisted in the marine corps okay and i hid it from my parents oh that was bright yes because i have a vivid memory of my mother meeting Were you the recruiter. 17 at the time 18 18 yes it was i had been 18 for two weeks oh three weeks even better yeah. heard that uh so my mom met the recruiter and she told him that if i enlisted in the marines and then died she would call him wherever he was in the world every day for the rest of her life and tell him that my blood must make his meals taste better. God damn. Yeah. Your mom was fucking hardcore. Yeah. Is, Jesus is, Christ. Is for such a yeah, like, still like small, unassuming woman, she scares me. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I know bear. why. Yeah, right. Mama bear. Rawr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even bear. Like that's fucking oof. Right. You so know. this is my impression of like, oh, and I want to join the Marines. Her. So I hide it and I like hid it in all my enlistment papers in a backpack, and I was supposed to leave on June seventeenth. Okay. For basic training, and 
my mom found all my stuff in the backpack because she wasn't stupid. She knew that I like went to Meps and yeah, was lying to yeah. her face every day. Oh goddamn! And so she took that enlistment paperwork. So can I call you Norman Bates for just a minute? Is that cool too? Uh, it's fine. I, I'm not stabbing anybody in the shower. True, but his mother was the uh, yes, yeah, de- yeah. Uh, it actually explains a lot of how my life has gone. Yeah, but we'll get to that. I'm good with it. Um, she finds it takes it to an air national guard recruiter and there they find that this guy has been forging signatures on a lot of kids contracts mm, uh, okay so the so the story goes right sure, yeah. i was i was very not a part of that whole situation right you're like yeah mom he totally forged it for me yeah. <laughs> well so i got a letter in the mail march 17th that said mm-hmm. hey uh you've been released from marine corps debt program due to whatever I think they okay. called it like a fraudulent enlistment, not on my hmm. behalf or whatever. Interesting. I've never heard of that happening. And uh, uh, they said, if you still want to be in the Marines, go take this to your local recruiting office and we'll Sweet. swear you in. Okay. And my folks convinced me to join the 138th Security Forces Squadron here in Tulsa. Yep. And, yeah, uh, that's right there off the 46th Street base, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that wasn't even a thing yet. 138th Fighter Wing. I was supposed yes. to be an aircraft mechanic. Okay. AMC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I didn't know that the Air Force does have bullet sponges. Yes, they do. Yeah, didn't know that was the thing. And so I get done with basic, and I have a break between basic and tech school because mm-hmm. there's so many people that want to go work right. on jets. They've mm-hmm. got a huge backlog. Right. And I'm hanging out, and I'm hanging out, and my brother shows up because he enlisted in the Air Guard mm-hmm. and showed up to basic training like a month before I went to tech school or something okay. weird like that. right, right. And I'm talking to my brother about it, and he's like, hey, you know you can carry a gun and be in the Air Force? <laughs> I was like, "You're like, I've got dreams of like fighting dragons and morphing into my uniform, still like yeah, yeah, bright-eyed yeah. and bushy-tailed about it. And I was like, no, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, you can totally do this. Go talk to this guy named Christopher Grioski. Okay. And so I sit in his office, and... I do this spiel. He's like, why do you want to be a cop? And it's him and Josh Russell and another dude who I don't yeah, remember. It's fine. You're dropping names. Nobody yeah. has any idea who they are. Uh, they were my leadership and they were gotcha. like, quote unquote, interviewing me. Really? I mean, I was going to be a bullet sponge. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so I said this big, long speech about how I, you know, have dreams of being this person that defends Did my you do the dragon thing? family. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have gone over better, but... Uh. It was mostly like, you know, I want to go do this so that my family doesn't have to. And, you know, sure. war yeah. on terror and Iraqi yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. freedom and stuff. What year did you uh, sign up? Uh, 2009. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, I, I was in 06. So, yeah, that's whenever I signed up. So, mm-hmm. And they were like, cool, man. That's a great speech. Uh, sign this piece of paper. And a month later, I left for security forces training. There you go. Yeah. And then six years later, I... I'm now a disabled veteran. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, so let's get into the actual job there for a little while then. Because I, uh, I think that's going to be the one that most people don't know anything about. And I say that pretty broadly. I always want to get in this podcast and talk with the jobs that nobody has any idea what it's actually like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an MP, uh, which is military police, just broadly spoken, um, every branch has them. You know, pretty straightforward. Uh, what do you What do you think made that job worth having once you actually got there? Like, what, what was the the you know like this is the best part of this job? Oh, it was definitely the people. Okay, what do you mean? Like the people you're arresting? Or like, no, no. <laughs> what uh, do you mean? <laughs> I actually I did very little of that. Yeah. Well, um, you don't have to on a military basis, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was primarily the people that I worked with. They okay. were the best. My So this 138th Security Forces Squadron group, mm-hmm. they don't eat their own like the rest of the Air Force does. Mm-hmm. In fact, security forces as a career field is very well known for like, sure. oh, you got to live above the standard. And yeah. if you don't, because you're the law, right. then we're going to rat you out. Yeah, for, you have to look it yeah. and work it and op it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they blew Falcon each other all the time. And for those that don't know what that that's, means, yeah. that's buddy fucking. Uh-huh. Oh, and uh yeah blue falcon i haven't yeah. heard it that way though but i have heard buddy fucker obviously uh so they made it fantastic and the job was cool too our our unit did more of the like air-based defense and security mm-hmm. version right. of the job as opposed to being like a law enforcement officer so i did awesome stuff 
worked with a lot of different firearms. I got mm-hmm. to augment as a firearms instructor, which was nice. really cool. Very cool. We did a lot of uh, like mount tactical training, mm-hmm. clearing buildings, assaulting villages, doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I found a lot of value in that mm-hmm. because you know I wanted to be that that well, guy, the door kicker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I hear. You. Yeah. And that was super cool. Um, what was not super cool? You are essentially a mall cop. Kind when of. you are not doing the uh, like yeah. hoo grunt style, yep, go get it portion of the job. So obviously, getting into um, Afghanistan a little bit, so you know, there's a lot of things you can do. A lot of times, whenever you have somebody like an MP, um, they literally go over and like just do gate duty and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you actually do when you hit Afghanistan? Um, and got- what part? Where were you at as well? I was, so I was up north in the mountains at Bagram Airfield. Okay. Yeah, I know Bagram. I, I was in Kabul. Yeah. Um, I went through Bagram multiple times. Had to go up there for all kinds of shit. But. It, uh, we got spread to the four winds. The way that the Air Force handles mm-hmm. cops is really weird. Yeah. Cops don't run bases right. ever. At all. So yeah. we had this supply commander who was running the base. And he was like, oh, these cops, they trained together, all 30 of them, for like four months before they came over here. Let me take five of them and stick them over here with a bunch of strangers that they don't know. And I'll take these other ten and stick them over here on the other side of the base with a bunch of other strangers that they don't know. Right. So we completely got spread to the four winds. Okay. And then we did all base defense. Roaming patrols, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, A lot of TAS sensor duty, which is like... It's a fiber optic cable that runs along a fence, and when the wind blows too hard Mm because they set it too high... Yeah, literally uh, what it does is it senses motion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so gotcha. And then you run up and you shake it with a stick to make sure that it works. And <laughs> it was honestly, you're like, how did I get back to this goddamn stick? Oh my god, it's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> no yeah. stick. I was I was having flashbacks from freshman year in high school <laughs> ag class. Like, the pecan no. farm. <laughs> it was just awful. No yeah. Miss Sally. See, that's the thing that's interesting. Um, so, like, I was in Intel, right? And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be shot at. Um, but going to Afghanistan is that I was outside the wire every day because we yeah. had to go train the A and A, A and P, both in how to do Intel and everything else. Um, so, literally, every single day I was outside the wire doing shit. Whereas, like, somebody who's a cop, like yourself, is like, oh, I'm going to get to go out and I get to oh, do yeah. stuff. And then they're like, yeah, no, you're staying on the base. You're in the wire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, God damn and it. Tell them about the day it, the guy took a dump. Which one? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, no, you're talking about the um you're just driving down the street and you know, doing things and then literally it'll just pop a squat. Yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're aware of this. The the Afghans, um and I, I don't want to say incredibly dirty people. Well, I don't even want to go that way. And I don't want to sound like culturally uh, insensitive and inappropriate. They just have a different way of doing things. They have more of a uh, old school mindset for a lot of stuff. Like we actually, you know, brought in actual toilets, like westernized toilets, um, and they would still stand on them and pop oh, squats. Yeah. And they broke several toilet seats because of that. So we end up not replacing the toilet seats anymore because instead of actually sitting on them, they stood on them. Right. Right. And it's just, you're like, what the fuck guys? Like seriously. Well, it's how the body actually poops. The body's not supposed oh, yeah. to sit to poop. I, I understand. Right. Yeah. But then the other side of it though, like there'd no, be, it. it's gross. well, no, the other thing though is like gross. they, we would put toilet paper and stuff out there and they would yeah. not always a use thing. their hands every single time, you know, and they'd wash right. hands and that, and that's that. But washing hands was literally water only. Mm-hmm. Um, no soap. Yeah. So you're like, dude, I know. And that's why you have one hand for wiping, one hand for eating. And, like, that's a thing. Well, uh, I understand that. But yeah. You're like, like when you say washing fuck? hands, you mean he's just doing this? Yeah, water. Yeah. No, that's both it. hands. Yeah. yeah, both hands. Yeah, no, I know. That's the math. It, yeah, it, that's the math. That face right there. Exactly. Because if he washes hands like this, I'm good. Yeah. But as soon as yeah. he does this. Two, no, no, it's, it's 100% it's the transitive mm. property. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for people that like that's why I say that they're an incredibly dirty culture. Like for people who wash themselves constantly to pray, they wash their hands, they wash their feet, they wash, wash their, their face. Yep. They do it all day long. They have these like very dirty habits. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cultural thing, you know. I guess I really shouldn't call them a dirty people. Yeah, it's not very nice. Yeah, that's um, not a great way to put it. But I mean, honestly though, it is it's the different culture. And, yeah. and it's interesting, you know, cuz like 
um, one of the, the craziest pieces, like you know, for for us that we get out there and we're dealing with all of these things, um, you know, they always you know bow and they don't actually shake hands. Shaking hand is weird, all that kind of uh-huh. stuff because it's my poop hand and things yeah. like that. <laughs> like I get it. And sometimes um, people were thieves, so they cut off their good hand and then all they have left is, is the their shitty poop hand. hand. Yeah, so um, you don't want to touch it. it that's a yeah. shitty situation across the board. <laughs> no, the the thing that's interesting to me though about all of that is like that. it's yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's but the problem is it's all communal food that's mm-hmm. the part no, that I, kills I, me I, that, and, and you're like stop. no and you're just like ah well, so i lost a lot up. of weight while i was there because uh, they don't sit <sighs> up <laughs> they, don't, they don't sit off the ground either uh-uh. they recline to eat sometimes yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah have you ever tried sitting like they do though like the the like on the heels thing yeah have you tried super it super weird yeah it's, it's so hard to do i don't understand it so they, they Nick, you, you don't know what we're actually talking about here. I have a picture of it somewhere. Um, oh yeah, where they just pop a squat and sit on the heel. Well, so their heels are flat and their knees are fully bent, and then they're actually just and their like butt is on the heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever tried that? It's like a catcher's yeah, position, yeah, but you're I gonna fall over. But it's at not even a moment. catcher's position because catcher position, you're on your toes yeah. more. No, like being. It, no, it's but I've so seen, hard to do. Like I, it's, it's yeah, I've seen people that do it though. Yeah, imagine like just being able to just drop like that, and you're like, "The fuck do you do that?" But it's, it's a cultural thing. Like I that's, can't either. It's because they don't stop here; they go all the way. Yeah. Well, it's that's not just how that. they poop too. Yeah, and like well, you're ready to saying. fall over the thing at any is, moment. Though, a lot of people, like most people, like us, don't have the uh, the forward muscle in front of the shin there as strong because mm-hmm. they actually their leg is bent forward pretty heavily. Um, so they just have different muscles, you know, that have yep. been developed over time. Um, well, and not having shoes and, you know, not having... Well, they have shoes. They have just basically flat sole sandals. Well, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what I mean. They don't have the restrictive, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. compressed, mm-hmm. cushiony... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everything's just hard. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so you did that for six years. Oh, yeah. Oh, on the subject of the wire. So we didn't actually have wire. When I was well, there, they we were building either, T-walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it made my job even worse. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, a T-wall being, uh, it was like a 24-foot mm-hmm. concrete barrier. Yep. And then I'm in a Humvee patrolling, mm-hmm. but I'm on the inside of that barrier. Mm-hmm. So I'm patrolling with a machine gun on top of this Humvee, and I can't see anything on the other side of this giant concrete wall. Right. It, it was the most <clears throat> counterintuitive form of base defense Trust I've me, ever seen. It can be worse. Like when I was in uh, in uh, Kabul down there, you know, Kabul's up in the mountains just like mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, I don't know if you ever actually go down to Kabul. No. Um, so we actually were at Siasang, which is a, uh, you know, Ford uh, location for actually training the Afghan uh, police in how to do intel, which starts with teaching them how to read. Mm-hmm. Um, very complicated. <laughs> Most people can't read. So you teach Understood. them how to read and then you teach them intel. Uh, um. Anyways, so the entire thing out there is that Sia saying was literally kind of at the bottom section of a valley, and there were buildings all up and around you. Everybody could see inside the base. You look up, and you have just houses, and you can see everybody all around. It's the most nerve-wracking fucking thing you can imagine. Yeah, that face, can you imagine? That's what we did all the time that would drive me that was probably four days absolutely insane yeah four days a week you're sitting here and you're like god damn it all the time so like i came back a little more paranoid than i should have been but we we got shot at a lot being outside the wire um but we had up armored suv Mm -hmm. we had toyota (laughs) toyota land cruiser that was ten thousand pounds um but on top of it it had the actual jamming setup for the the cell phones um if you ever saw one of those it's about four inch round pipe sitting about six feet tall off the top of a vehicle so everybody knew who it was and they shot at us i don't think because they wanted to kill us or anything like that i think they were just getting frustrated because their cell phones are getting fucking cut off we're cutting off cell phones in in 50 to 100 yard radius um so it's constantly um having issues there hi baby girl she looks tired and upset oh you want daddy okay come here this is my baby Okay, come here. Oh, all right, I'll hold you. She just woke up from a nap. This wow. is how it works. Um, so, anyways, yeah, no, I, I feel you for that. So, you uh, did you get after out after the the first six year? I think is what they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got out for medical reasons. I fell off a fuel truck while I was uh, working in ECP, Seems and brilliant. My feet are flat as boards. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got diagnosed with palace plantar deformity and plantar fasciitis that was caused by me collapsing my arches, getting misdiagnosed while I was overseas, and then healing wrong. 
Okay. Uh, my VA paperwork calls it concussive arthritis in my feet. Interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, so apparently doctors don't give you ratings. A group of people review what a doctor has said about you. And okay. then they decide to call it whatever they want to. So then out of curiosity, knowing uh, the VA system, everything else, um, it's a percentage of disability. What is mm -hmm. a percentage of disability for feet? Uh, well, for my concussive arthritis is 10%. Okay. And then they linked my knees and my hips to it. And then I have a separate uh, rating for my lower back, mm -hmm. uh, which is another 10%. Okay. And then I've got a 50 for hypervigilance. What is, oh, so you're like, that's what yeah. happened when I came back. I didn't actually ever get, I didn't go and get the uh, disability. I had the option to do it for multiple things, my shoulders, my knees, mm -hmm. and then also uh, for freaking out. Um, you know, but I, it's one of those things that's such a weird thing, unless you've actually been there, you don't get it. Yeah. Um, because I was driving a lot and I was outside the wire a lot and we were shot at a lot. Um, Vanessa knows the story whenever I was uh, getting back and I didn't drive in the States for a little while. Um, not a crazy amount of time, like three or four months I didn't want to drive. Um, and then whenever I finally did start driving, like I, I was always scanning for snipers and shooters and all kinds of shit. Um, and then she, you know, is like, what the hell are you doing? I'm sitting here like looking at all the rooftops and looking at the windows and, you know, I'm constantly moving my head like way too mm -hmm. much. She's like, just, why aren't you just driving? And I'm like, sorry, habit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a thing. It took me a long time to get out of that. So no, I get it completely. Um, so then you got done with the uh, military service. What'd you do after that? Uh, I went back to college. Okay. Uh, you so, used a VA? Yeah. Um, I used a program called uh, Vocational Rehabilitation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, and I went back to be an air traffic controller. Okay. Um, when and I then got, you also still have the GI on top of that, right? Uh, well, I had a mortgage, so mm. I needed to make a little extra money. So I signed my post-9-11 over to give me that extra benefit. So I only have seven months of my post-9-11 yeah, left yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even used it at all. I have all of it left over yeah. still, technically. Um, <laughs> I I and I built airplanes for a little while for yeah. Spirit. Okay, uh, and the Spirit over there. Uh, yeah, there in, my, um, in my last three years of my enlistment, I worked there. And so when my enlistment ended and I realized I hated sitting behind a desk, Absolutely. I wanted to go be an air traffic controller. So another it's like the highest suicide rate in, yeah. in aviation. Apparently, I hate myself. I can tell. I, I just, you want to get shot at? Yeah. What's the job that has the highest suicide rate? I'm going to go I'll do take that. It. Yeah. yeah. And then that doesn't work out. And so now I want to go be a police officer. And it's like every, <laughs> not only do I hate myself to go do that, but apparently most of America will hate me too. Um, sure. Yeah. It's such, it's such a weird thing. So, um, and you've had the, the MP side of it. So there's a little bit of it there. I don't think that people are upset with directly police officers. It's the, the lack of, um, Accountability within the system. Yeah, in the military, there is a, this. One, I, I think Nick and I talked about this. We one, did. Um, is that like if if you were in the military and pulled the shit that civilian police officers are doing, hands oh down, God. you would be in been Leavenworth. Hand like anybody, take your pick. I mean, this is over and over and oh, over yeah. and over and over again. Well, look at that lady. That all she did was take pictures with people in Guantanamo Bay. Oh yeah, get yeah. Like yeah, there was no standing on their there. necks. Yeah, they they took a photo with them in like a naked pyramid yep and she's still in yeah she's still in leavenworth yeah yeah, yeah so out. that's the thing like you, you know you mentioned it earlier is that like yeah you have to be the pinnacle um that got lost i think in our in our current police system mm -hmm. and that's the that's the entire difference is that if if cops were held to the same standard that police cops were or military as a whole if anybody um pulled that shit in the military like you know there was that um Oh, I can't remember his name. He was a SEAL um, that it was on trial recently. Oh, um, yeah. That guy. You know, um, but like if you think about that case. That was for a mercy killing. Yeah. If you think yeah. about that case versus any other cop killing, do you see what the difference is there? Mm -hmm. It's such a different concept. Oh, they were going to ruin that guy's career. Yeah. And his he would have gone to prison. Oh, yeah. More than likely. For, yeah. And a military prison, which is just horrible. So much worse. Yeah. Your, your life is awful. Yeah. You get, sure, you get three semi-hots yeah, and a cot. Yeah, what you will, yeah. But you're, like, breaking rocks all day and then mm -hmm. moving the pile to the other side of the yard. Pretty much, yeah. That's So that's the thing, like, day. it's not that I think people hate cops. I think they hate the lack of accountability. I can see that. Um, you know, so, I mean, if, if we immediately enacted the same UCMJ on the police force as a whole... Oh, my God. 
I think you would see a significantly better setup because, well, you know, n- nowadays civilians have to be better trained than police officers do, which is completely oh, bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's that doesn't make any sense. So, well, I think that if we enacted the UCMJ on civilian police officers, the only thing that would happen is the the divorce rate would increase <laughs> and the, match the, uh, the, the stripper marriage rate would go up dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no question. But, like, that's that's the thing, man. It's such a tough thing. I mean, so what are your thoughts currently coming out of uh, police uh, from the military going into police in the civilian? Like, does it – what what is it that you're like, okay, I know how to be a police officer, but what's that difference like for you in your head? Um, I really don't know how to be a police officer, honestly. Okay, um, what do you mean? So – like I said before, it's it's drastically different. Right. The um, people you're dealing with is different. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm not dealing with soldiers. Right. That, right. That was There's gonna be my main point is different that you're training, dealing yeah. with completely undisciplined civilians yeah. most yeah. of the time. Um and granted, you dealt with dependents who are yeah, yeah. some of the worst people I've oh, yeah. ever it, met. It's completely Karen culture. Oh, dependents yeah. are Karen culture, man. Don't even play. My, my Oh yeah, no, it's not is, even a question. Yeah. Oh, my husband is Karen's. Colonel so and so, and that means you have to listen to me. No, 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 you don't I'm have a rank the uniform and I have a badge and yeah. my my badge gives me the authority to do my job in spite of your husband's rank. Yeah, that you, you don't also have don't a have. Rank. Yes, that yeah. kills me every single oh, time. Oh, it's just the worst. Yeah, um, no, I know. But no, I really like I really don't know how to be a police officer on the civilian side. Uh, I that's a lot like know, bouncing. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm I mean, kidding. you're not wrong, but you I'm are kidding. wrong. I have yeah. done that, but um. No, it's uh, it's a very different thing. The people that you deal with are very different. They're from a lot of the people that I know that are civilian police officers. Mm-hmm. There is quite frankly a lack of just a common decency that you show to a civilian police officer. Like my buddy Nick is mm-hmm. a police officer, and I'm not going to say where because I don't know if he's cool with that. Sure, but um, he was telling me about how he pulled over a person because they had a tag light out. Okay, and he approached and was very hey sir how's your night going i just want to let you know and then was immediately interrupted with vulgarities and you're the worst person on the planet why are you bothering me and he's like it's the law and i'm here to tell you and i was Mm -hmm. just going to tell you that you have a tag light out but now not only do you have a tag light out but i'm noticing that your tag is expired and i wasn't going to say anything about that but because you're going to be a dick now i can go be a dick right well so here's I think the biggest difference, I think, in in uh, when you're talking about the people you're dealing with, I mean, there's a huge differential. There's no question on that, um, you know. But I think the culture currently is very um, anti-authoritarian. Oh yeah, um, and not just not just anti-police, but like government oh, causing issues. And there's just mm-hmm. a million well, things that are you know anything that's authority yeah. right now we don't want to part well, of. Well, I mean, yeah. you look at you look at fathers, you look at government, you look at whether it's state, local, or federal. You know, right. every it, it it seems as though the spirit of rebellion is upon us. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Rebels! So knowing that, but it's not even in a fun like hippie no, orgy kind of no. way this time. No, it's no. like no. very aggressive. Well, even even when it was a fun hippie way, the National still Guard violent. still murdered people. Well, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't make a difference what uh, the culture Kent, is. Can take right. Yeah. So yeah. out of curiosity, what is it that now goes, well, I think I should do that? Because, I mean, police are also extremely underpaid. Like, I think it's like oh, 36000 yeah. a year at best when you're starting out there. Um, so you can get better paid literally as a fucking McDonald's manager. Yeah. So what is it that makes you go, yes, I want to be underpaid, screamed at, yelled at, and then also probably assaulted at least once a week. So what is it? What's that? Why are we there? Do I get to slay dragons? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting for my in. armor to now sure. turn into a police officer's uniform. It, uh, no, I, I think part of it boils down to that I obviously have to hate myself a little bit. Um, but no, I just I chased money for a long time. I had a great job at Spirit that paid sure. me well, mm-hmm. um, but I hated sitting behind the desk. So I wanted to go be an air traffic controller at my facility. I would have capped out at like $180,000 a year with a special sure. federal retirement. Yeah. Um, and I didn't make the cut for that. Is the official stance of the Federal <laughs> Aviation Administration. Don't worry, um, nobody listens to this unless you're in India. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so they need air traffic controllers in India. Yeah. Uh, well, I've passed American training, so if you want to hire me and pay me well, I'm here. <laughs> I just didn't get far enough along in my on-the-job training to certify. 
So yeah, yeah, with me pursuing like money for a long time, even though I was passionate about airplanes, I I think airplanes are like one of the coolest things on the planet. You're not wrong. Yeah. No, I have my MP. So yeah, I uh, all right had. I'm sure it's not relevant anymore. That was 2006. So it um it became a thing <laughs> where sign off was 2007. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, I'm sure it's trash yeah. now. It's fine. It uh it became a thing where I no longer wanted to chase money in a passion. I wanted to do something that I enjoyed and sure I'll I'll die old, physically broken and economically broke, but at least I'll do something that I like. Sure. I, I don't disagree to, with that at all. Yeah. yeah. And I can something that I've always liked doing through all my careers is I've been in service of my community mm-hmm. either waiting tables or picking up sticks on the pecan farm or being a service <laughs> member <laughs> or an air traffic controller uh, bouncing bartending yeah uh, I enjoyed like working with people absolutely and I can do this in a way where I can really like be in the fabric of my community mm-hmm. more so than like I'm just the guy that gets you drunk tonight I mean people need that too I mean, yeah. that's, that's literally a different form of counseling. So Right. So then um, let's get into uh, a little bit more on the local police side. So you've never done it before. You obviously uh, don't have the job yet. We've talked about this. You're, mm-hmm. you're in the middle of the application process. Um, so what do you think your, your biggest challenge going into it's going to be? Oh, 100% my biggest challenge of going into this job is that I'm not CLEAT certified. Mm. That is what keeps me from getting the job. Okay, so you can get CLEAT certified. It only takes a couple weeks, right? Uh, it's 16 and a half weeks. Yeah. They just 16 now... 16 and a half? Yes. Holy yes. shit, I thought it was like seven. No, it's, uh, it's a God good damn. chunk of change yeah. from what I've been told. Um, obviously, I've never been there. Yeah. They... Um, now, I don't know how true or false this is. I just heard this yeah, from a department heard. where I was like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Are you guys hiring? Mm-hmm. Um, I can go to school for a year and mm-hmm. get my CLEAT certification, or... I can, and I don't want to do that right yeah. away because I have two college degrees, and now you're going to make me go back and go to right. school to get a third college yeah, degree so that I can achieve this certification, which is so silly. I can make thirty six thousand a year. Yeah. Yes, or you can hire me as the department and then send me to Cleet so that I can obtain the certification Paid that you would like me. me to have. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so they they're like, we want you to be Cleet certified. Well, I'm not CLEAT certified because you haven't hired me so that I can become CLEAT certified. That's a ballsy... That's like a sales pitch, dude. That's that's ballsy, it's though. Like, literally listen, the I know you I've require heard. this certification, but you should hire me and then pay for it, too. Yeah. That's that's ballsy, dude. Well, what's silly is, is up until this last year, uh-huh. I think it was this last year, that's what the guy at the department was saying, you could only get the certification if, if they you hired, you. hired you. Yeah. So... You want me to have something that's impossible for me to obtain unless you give me the job. Right. But I also think that's one of the things that makes me like the best candidate for the job. Mm-hmm. Because I know nothing, I'm a blank slate for you. I have no bad habits. I don't True. come from a department where like maybe I had done something that involved like yeah. crack and prostitutes and now there's this bad reputation sure. that's coming to your town. You can teach me to do the job exactly how you want me to do it. So I think there there's a certain aspect to that, but then there's also a we like people to have the basics. So like a common security card with a cleat, uh, security guard with the cleat setup mm-hmm. uh, outranks you. So it makes a it bit. really difficult to to you know try to figure yeah. that out. So then, um, what do you think? I mean, obviously, uh, getting cleat certified is is the biggest challenge. Um, what do you think about the culture you're walking into? Like, obviously, knowing you're in an election year, you've got all this other shit going on. You've got got a billion different you know stressors that are part of it what do you think is going to make you effective in that position compared to what's going on out there so uh well you know i've already experienced that type a personality Mm -hmm. that you run into they are the best and the worst people you ever meet in your entire life and there's no real middle ground they they are either spectacular human beings and you love to be around them or they're the biggest jerk you have ever mm-hmm. met in your entire life, and you despise yep. every waking moment of being in their presence. The cult of personality, yep. Oh, yeah. And the job attracts all people like that. So mm-hmm. given the fact that I'm already experienced with dealing with those kinds of individuals, sure. I'm a shoe-in. Yeah. Yep. I, I already know how to tolerate the guy that I hate. It's, it's pretty easy. I just make sure that I have your back and 
Don't We're let criminals friends. beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, we, we've all known each other generally, I don't know, fucking seven, eight years or some shit. I don't even know what the math is. Yeah, yeah Zang, you came in before the wedding. Yes. So that'd be 10 years? So that was 2009. 11 so, years. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. What year is it again? <laughs> Actually, it's really hard to forget what year it is. That's okay. I just I just uh, filed uh, transcript uh, transfer papers mm-hmm. for Oklahoma Wesleyan oh. from high school. I haven't seen those documents in 19 <laughs> years. <laughs> it's freaky, yeah. man. Uh huh. You got a 20 year reunion next year. Oh, stop it. How's that feeling? Old. <laughs> it's not That's bad. fantastic. Since, since I'm down there on Friday nights, it's not that bad. I see yeah. most people anyway. Right, I'm right. I'm feeling archaic turning 30. Oh, yeah. you're just turning 30? Yeah. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah, I got Isn't 38 this? coming up in two oh, weeks. No. God. I'm about to hit 35. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> um, so we're near the end of the episode here. Uh, there's not a whole lot. we got about 10 minutes left. Uh, so, Nick, you know you know uh, Almond Bark. What do, what do you want to uh, throw at him? Man, what would you say was the highlight of your military career? You got five minutes to tell us a story. Tell us a story. Oh, yeah, this is great. Can I get a beer for this one? This uh, yeah. this involves getting sent to Ramstein Air Base. Ramstein. I actually went through Germany. there during Oktoberfest, and they wouldn't let us leave, and we were there for seven fucking days. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Air Force. I can't reach anymore either. <laughs> I guess I could have made myself useful. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. yeah, so literally, Ramstein Air Force Base, uh, I was there for seven days during Oktoberfest, and we couldn't fucking leave. Because you were getting ready to come back to the states. No, we were going was... to Afghanistan. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. And I was I like, dry out. Well, no, it's yeah. not yet to dry out. I mean, there was beer in the airport. You could drink, um, but it's like you—they uh, didn't want any deserters or anything. Like last stop before you're in. Ah, you uh, right. Yeah, right. yeah. But we were there. We we were extended in time frame. We weren't supposed to be there that long, um, but we were supposed to be there for like uh, two or three days with a layover kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we fucking didn't get shit. I was like I was like guys I promise I'll come back but how often can I be in Germany fucking or, you know during oh, Oktoberfest yeah. like what the fuck like let me go a part of Brandon's brain died that day yeah. oh yeah no I was like I gotta go he's like you have in, to let me out he's still in mourning <laughs> so we went there. like how often do you get that chance like ah I was so pissed I was so angry and back to Zach yeah. yeah so uh this I call this my banana story. I think Nick has heard this before. Brandon, I don't know if you've heard it. Um, September 28th was the exact uh, date we had to leave. Uh, so we go there for backfill, and it is our weekend off. Okay. And we were like, hey, we're going to go to Switzerland. Okay. And I'm going to omit a lot of names from this because there's some people that are still in that could get into a lot of it's trouble because of Again, like nobody listens. hookers and blow. Okay. Um, so we go to Amsterdam instead of Switzerland where we signed right. out that we were going and we go to this place called the Bananen Bar the Bananen? yes okay. uh, which I imagine loosely translates to Banana Bar Yeah. which it's very important that I say it was a strip club and not a whorehouse I was actually thinking it was a gay bar. No, no. Like if you if you said, "Listen, dude, we're gonna go to the banana bar," I'm like, "That's a dick reference." Yeah, no, definitely not. So we pay ten euros <laughs> at the door to get in, and it's like two in the afternoon after we struggled to find a hotel. Okay. Because all the hostels were full, mm-hmm. so we ended up paying like eight hundred euros for one night in this hotel room. How many guys? Five of us. Okay, that's not too bad. And uh, we're hanging out at the strip club, and their rule is is you don't have to tip any of the girls. You just keep a beer at least half full, and you can stay. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, we're a bunch of broke, lower enlisted soldiers. This Mm -hmm. is perfect. And we're sitting around, and this lady's like, hey, you want a banana show? It's 50 euros. And I was like... Again, dick reference. Huh? And I don't know what a banana show is, but I know 50 euros is $100, and that's expensive. And I'm drinking a $2 Heineken that I'm going to make last six hours. (laughs) so he passes on the banana show so i pass all my friends pass now i'm curious what is this banana show? what did we miss i'm intrigued i'm like okay i gotta know what this is so i hand the girl 50 euros and she's in tops off just a g-string 
magically like she's Houdini, a banana and a condom appear in her hand. And she gets this like ottoman thing and sits it down. They didn't have tables there. It was like couches right. that lined mm-hmm. all the walls. Right. So in the corners, they had these ottomans. And she sits down on the ottoman and she pulls my friend's pants down. So it's just him and his boxer shorts. And she sticks the banana in the flap of his boxer shorts. And she starts sucking on it like it's his dick. Yeah. I'm like, now you've got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my very first time in a strip club ever right so it, shit you can't get away yeah. with here in the states yeah and so i'm like watching i'm like this is amazing this right. is what movies are made of. i've never seen my buddy yeah. sucked off but i'm in i well i had seen my buddy sucked off but i've never seen my buddy <laughs> fake sucked off with a banana <laughs> it was like the wild world Remember, of disney yeah. air force yeah yeah, yeah, true, story, yeah. <laughs> true story so well that happened before i got in but calm high down, school was calm weird down, calm down. <laughs> He went to Sky too. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's fine. So she's sucking on it like it's his dick. And then she takes it out and she puts the condom on it, pulls her panties to the side, and she starts banging herself with it. All right. And I'm like, I'm in a real live porno. <laughs> like, you're looking for the cameras. You're like, yeah. where the fuck are the cameras? Where's Ben in the corner making this legal? Like, yeah, right? what's going on here? And she cracks the top of the banana, peels it with no hands. Nice. Yes. Nice. And then she rolls her head back, and I'm standing. It's me and this guy next to me. And she, like, leans back on the ottoman and looks up at me and goes, and now you eat it. And my buddy to the left of me is like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I ate that banana out of the stripper's pussy. (laughs) And then... After it was in your buddy's boxers and after she banged herself with it. After well, there was a peel on it. That peel was in it. I understand that. Yeah. It was on it. Yeah, yeah sure was. Yeah. It was uh, a little warmer it, than it whatever. should have been. Did it taste like vagina? Yes, it did. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular. Kind of my point. It's not a mask. So <laughs> we decide to leave. That's not COVID friendly. <laughs> no, no. I would definitely take the Rona from that, though. <laughs> well, so, like, it ends. The Rona from Shinona. <laughs> right? In Germany. Well, so that or like Sweden. that happens. Amsterdam. Some more antics ensue, uh, and then I go back into the strip club because I lost my friends after attempting to hire this Surprise. prostitute. And turns out that's not fun. By the way, like there's a thrill of the chase that's got to happen to like get me going. You know, I have to know that I like won you from everyone yeah, else. Yeah. I'm like a lion catching my gazelle. In this case, I was a lion, like, stopping at McDonald's and getting a quarter pounder with cheese. It was just a Can I get a Royale with cheese? Yeah. So I, like, told this hooker, uh, prostitute, whatever they want to be called. It was it was a classy experience. She was very it nice. It was a classy experience. I, she was the hottest one in the alleyway. Listen, you had the coolest kid with down. She was the town. hottest chick behind the dumpster that night. Yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. So well, Sally I, Joe. I thought my friends would like be out there waiting for me, and I was like, hey. That's not um, how this works. Tell my friends that, like, don't tell them that I couldn't get it up. I saw Eurotrip. <laughs> yeah. And so, Flugan, right? Flugan, yeah. Fluga, snigger, fucker, I walk out and I'm like by myself. All my friends left, and I'm like, "Well, this is very safe as an American in Europe by himself." Uh, because every safety brief I ever got was like, "They're going to catch you and cut your head off." Yeah, I had so to I do go, those. Yeah, yeah. Great. So I go back to the strip club, mm-hmm. where was our like rallying point if we all got separated, and I bump into the stripper, and this place is packed now. There's like 150 people in this place that's no bigger than She's like, like the I'm room off work. Uh, no, she was still at work, but she was like you you're getting a VIP, which was just them pulling a curtain around. Like, (laughs) yeah, I can have this in the hospital as well. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a hospital where all of the hospital staff are so close that they're bumping the curtain. Yeah. Heard that. And so we bang behind this curtain and there's like 150 people in the room and we get done fucking. And I pull the curtain back while I'm struggling to pull my pants up. And there's this girl doing the like, I'm holding on by just my vagina on the pole and sliding backwards. And they didn't have a stage. It was like this tiny little two inch platform and she was coming down and I almost mushroom stamped her in the face. (laughs) At which point the largest human beings I've ever seen threw me out on the street. Fair enough. And then I ran into my friends and we got shawarma at this place right next door. And then they took a bunch of the strippers slash hopefully not hookers back to the hotel room 
and we all smoked weed and they hung out with the strippers and then the strippers stole my friend's shirt and tennis shoes and he had to come back almost nice yeah it was pretty great to explain to the day shift guys because we work nights at the gate they were Mm -hmm. like why is he almost naked we were like, I don't, don't, don't ask. It's alcohol, fine. Switzerland, I'm not sure. And then we just drove in. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So yeah. I'm going to follow up. This isn't a one-up story. This is just the other end of that story for fun things. Um, so when I was in, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, I didn't do any of the fun, crazy shit like that. But I was in uh, San Diego, and there's a guy named Raspberry, which I hope he hears this story. That's Um, excellent. Yeah, his last name is Raspberry, but he is the goofiest fucking guy you know. And I mean that, like, socially awkward, but we kept him around all the time because he had no filter. He would say the shit, you're like, what the fuck, did you just say that? Like, he was that (laughs) guy. The whole group is thinking it, and he's just like... So, like, no, not even that. Like, we went to a San Diego Padres game, and there's these very attractive girls sitting right in front of us. Like, you're like, hell yeah, all right, we got, like, perfect fucking seats. And Raspberry looks down at him, he goes, hey, this team fucking sucks. And you're like, dude, like, they're here to watch the game. Like, do you think that's a good pickup line? He's like, doesn't matter. They fucking suck. And you're like... Are they wearing Padre gear? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. then that's the perfect move. Yeah, I, I agree. This, this, that gets hey, I'm all just of them that's to the guy. You. Okay, yeah. so now you know this guy. All this right. is from the Uncle Terry book oh, 101, yeah. How to Pick Up Hot mm-hmm. Chicks. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying is like, <laughs> now you know the guy. He has no filter, but he's socially awkward, but Excellent. it's still like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. We go to SeaWorld, right? And oh. Bush Gardens is what it actually is. So Bush Gardens is a beer place. Bush Gardens is mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting drunk. We're doing the entire thing. We're in uniform. It makes it even better because they just, you know, that goes. Um, so this one girl, we're in Bush Gardens. We're actually in a, a beer tasting, you know, little setup that's over there. And uh, this girl walks over quite plump um, <laughs> is the nicest way to put it. She's got really big, white, pearly baby got Teeth. front back and side to side yeah. or yeah. oh yeah gotcha <laughs> she's gotcha. she's a chunk um but you know raspberry you know he's been here a little while hadn't had a lot of attention um oh my god yes yeah right so you yes. know you know where this is going so he's my fatty yeah uh oh, fatty was the guy in my unit that we'd always oh. sick on the fat ladies anyways yeah go ahead. no yeah exactly so what ended up happening is like uh we, we go and we hang out and you know whatever we're doing the bush gardens thing we're doing the whole fucking sea world thing or whatever um and then we're getting ready to leave and uh, one of the girls the the big girl was looking at raspberry and she was like uh hey we're gonna go to denny's it's across the street you guys want to go and i'm like it's like three o'clock in the morning i'm like she's his grand slam yeah exactly i'm like fuck yeah i'll go whatever i don't care so we go over there raspberry and i are sitting on one side her and her cousin are sitting on the other side and we're just bullshitting whatever having food I look over raspberry's ghost white like what the fuck and i look down her foot's on his dick doing the you know little mm. wavy wavy back and forth thing and i'm just giggling i'm like okay well we're just gonna assume i didn't see that and we're just gonna keep talking we're gonna keep going <laughs> um so then we get ready to leave and then you know this girl's like yeah so you know the girl's like hey listen you guys can come back and i was like nah dude i gotta get back to base we got brief at 7 30 um raspberry like you can go if you want don't be fucking late Right, everybody knows I went with you. Don't be fucking late. Right, so we all go. Um, I leave. He goes with the girls. Whatever. Um, so morning rolls around. Seven thirty muster. He's not there. Right, nine o'clock muster. He's still not there. They're like, "Where's Raspberry?" I was like, "I have no fucking clue." So I try calling him. Phone doesn't go anywhere. You're like, "What the fuck, dude?" Right, so he shows up just before lunch, um, and I'm like, "Raspberry, dude." Like, what the fuck, dude? Um, and he was like, man, I, I'll tell you when we go to lunch. Like, yeah, no shit, like 10 <laughs> minutes from now. Like, what the fuck, bro? Um, so, you know, I get yelled at from from command for leaving him behind and everything else. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, we go to lunch, and he's telling us the story. I'm like, okay, so what happened, dude? Like, you're, you're hours and hours and hours late. Like, you had to have been up for the last several hours. You could have called, right? And he was like, okay, so, uh, you know, we went back to her place, and we're in the car just put this in perspective i'm in the front seat driving he's in the middle of the back and we have you know five people in the car so he's in the middle sitting like raspberry what happened he goes well i went back to her place and we were watching a movie and i was getting her a massage uh, and then she said that she wanted to uh you know take me to the bedroom i was like okay and so we went to the bedroom and um i was on the bed and then she went to the closet and started pulling out strap-ons and dildos started pulling out all kinds of shit 
I was like, okay. And he goes, and then she asked me if I like a finger in my ass. And he stopped talking. <laughs> I was like, what did you say? And he goes, I panicked. What does that mean? What do you mean you panicked? Uh, what does that even mean? He's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so. So the moral of the story is she raped him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> he was held. <laughs> she was held against his will. So, what if that's she hands down my favorite raspberry uh, story that's out there. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What happened? That's I panicked. Like, what is I was watching this mm. TikTok the other day. I don't even know what that means. It's okay. And this guy, the the people in India will. Um, this guy is talking on his phone while the guy in the car is recording this video. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking about how this girl put a finger in his yo. <laughs> and he had the biggest O of his life. And like this guy <laughs> is getting it on camera and he doesn't know he's being filmed. Oh shit. So he's talking on the phone. The guy rolls his window down and he goes, what did you just say? He goes, Oh, um, he said, did you say she put a finger in your butt? How many knuckles? <laughs> he goes, he goes two. And she was like, Oh yeah. And he's like, it was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah. And which was, finger? <laughs> Not the and, thumb. And then he goes, okay, mom, I'll talk to you later. He goes, he goes hold on, you just told your mom a girl put a finger in your butt? That's a phenomenal. He goes, yeah, my mom and I have a weird relationship. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's that yeah, gold. So Holy the, shit. For you to finish it with raspberry. And yeah. to, I mean, I literally watched that like two days ago. Absolutely. I mean, That's phenomenal. Thank, thank you, universe. For real. But yeah. So, uh, we normally end out the episodes with kind of like a final thought type thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a phrase or something that... Anything you, you want to leave the listeners with. Yeah. Be nice to people. Don't smoke crack. That's what I used to tell my son. I mean, it's a, you used to tell him? What do you tell him now? Uh, nothing. I'm not allowed to talk to him anymore. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, long story. Heard that. Another short, another podcast. Yeah. All right. So, Nick, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm letting you follow that one. Um... Let's see. If you meet a guy with the last name that resembles fruit, <laughs> buckle up, Buttercup, because you're in for the wild toad ride. I'm going to end with don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> don't panic. Stay level-headed. That's it. That's the it. answer is always no to the bunghole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.